Hello, everybody. This is Gary Kay, and you are listening to another Infocom edition of my Rants and Rave podcast. And I should mention that all of our podcasts are sponsored by Tascam because we use all Tascam podcasting gear. I'm joined by a familiar name, new company for him, David Silberstein, who uh, is VP of Technology at Wirestorm now. Hey, David, how are you? Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. Thanks. Hey, um, people probably know you from uh, Crestron. I mean, you were there a long time. Yeah, I was there uh, 19 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, so therefore, you know glue products. And that's exactly what Wirestorm does is they build a lot of products that take inputs and outputs and, and do all the stuff in between. And uh, they they are, are a little unique in the AV over IP space because they not only have the SDVOE products, but you also have one gig products as well. Yes, that that's absolutely correct. The, the Wirestorm mantra is... Uh, the right product for the right application. So rather than just making a single AV over IP product that we say, here it is, use this everywhere, uh, we actually have three different solutions that we bring to the market. Uh, we bring our 100-200 series, which is H.264. We bring our 400 series, which is JPEG 2000 based. Uh, and then we bring our 600 series, which is SDVOE based, running on a 10 gig platform. And um, And so... Uh, the, the, the newest is the 600 series, which is uh, SDVOE, which means that it can handle 4K, 60, 444, and send it over a 10 gig network with um, very minimal compression. Right. Absolutely correct. Yep. So it's uh, 4K, 60, 444, uh, 1.4 to 1 compression. If you really have to use any compression at all, if you're just doing 4K, 60, you don't even need to put any compression on it, and it'll run totally uncompressed across that 10 gig network. Uh, it also means we have almost no latency attached to it. Uh, so rather than talking 15 or 30 milliseconds, we're down to the one, two millisecond range. Uh, so for anybody doing uh, medical applications or even uh, now we're starting to see these large gaming events that people are building where people are playing video games on large screens, uh, that even one frame delay in a video game world would be very detrimental to how they operate. So uh, the SDVOE product, our 600 product, is perfect for that environment. And how do you stand out from the others? Because, uh, you know, SDVOE just announced, the Alliance, which you're a member of, uh, one of the founding members of, um, just announced um, that they're now up to 40, 45 companies that have adopted the standard. I mean, that's good and bad. It's good for the industry in the sense that now there's a standard for AV over IP. But it seems to me it's it, it's in a way, in an odd way, it's bad for you guys in the sense that everybody, now there's a whole bunch of companies making same or similar products. How do you differentiate your products from the others? Uh, well, although we're all using the same technology underneath, and part of the SDVOE Alliance is the concept of being able to have the have different devices, manufacturer's devices connect to each other and work with each other. So if Barco or Christie wants to make an SDVOE enabled projector, my encoders will work with those units is kind of the idea. Uh, in our case, in everyone's case, uh, we need a controller of some kind to manage and drive all that. Uh, and the front end usability of that controller is all determined by each manufacturer. So we actually spent a lot of time working on uh, the front end configuration uh, of our controller that runs our 600 series. Uh, specifically, our controller runs our 100s, our 200s, our 400s, and our 600s. Uh, so as a programmer, as somebody using a third-party control system, for example, even as a dealer configuring a system, whether it's an 8.264 system or an SDVOE system, you only need to be trained once because it's the same tools every time to get the job done. It makes it much more efficient in terms of installing systems from one day to the next. 
and I guess theoretically you could use your, if, if, if you were a university or a large corporation, that would allow you to use, um, you know, disparate products together in the sense that if you already had some transmitters from one company and you wanted to, to do an upgrade in a room and use your tra- receivers and control, you'd be able to do that. Right. That's, that's really the, that's really uh, the goal for the Alliance. That's the way, it, that's the way it's uh, put together. As a matter of fact, at our Infocom stand this year, uh, we're going to show what we call multi-screen, which is using our 600 product to do a two-by-two video wall. Uh, And that entire system is going to be run and controlled from a QSC control system. Uh, So QSC, in this case, used the SDVOE API in order to do some of the advanced functionality of things like, in this case, uh, multi-screen application. We'll also have a multi-view example where we can take multi-video, multiple videos and put them on the same screen at the same time. And what is that called again? Uh, so that th- those are all standard 600 products. Uh, it's just a feature that's built into them. Yeah. What were you calling that last feature? Multi-view? Multi-view. Yeah. Okay. Okay. More than one, more than one video on the screen at the same time. Okay. Um, and, um, and this, this contr- using the QSC control is kind of interesting. How did that come about? Uh, we've been working with uh, QSC on a number of different uh, products. Uh, we, it really started with our 100 series, uh, and our 100 series has a multi-channel audio stream that QSC picks up. Uh, so QSC uses a lot of their DSP products, use a lot of our 100 series because they can grab that audio right off the Ethernet line and bring it into their products. Uh, so working with them on that, uh, obviously they have a control system line. Uh, so obviously we said, hey, let's get the let's do some stuff with the control system line. Uh, and we have many other things that we're going to be working on over the next couple of years to expand that relationship and and build products that all work together as one. And and so you since you have uh, one gig and ten gig, how do you go about deciding what to spec? Because I mean, obviously you made a big you made a big uh, case just now in the way that you described your your ten gig products for using 10 gig because of the, you don't compress and you don't have any latency comparatively to one gig. But how do you differentiate? Like what applications do you spec which one? Right. So, so that's the, that's the beauty, if you will, of the Wirestorm brand is uh, when I look at the application, let's say I'm doing uh, digital signage, uh, hospitality, sports bars, any of those kind of things. Um, I'm, I don't really worry about the latency. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, so, uh, because I don't have to worry about latency, I look to the 100 and 200 product line uh, because now, even though it's got latency, it allows me very very low bandwidth on the network. So I can put in a one gig network. I can still use it for other things because my band, bandwidth is very low. If I do need latency, I want to be able to sit in a conference room and wiggle the mouse and look at it on the big screen. Then we go to the 400 series because the 400 series has, a, has very low latency, brings us down to that 32 or 16 millisecond range, depending on the frame rate you're running. Uh, it also brings in the ability to bring some 4K into the table. Uh, and that's all what uh, JPEG 2000 is all about. So if I'm looking for an in-room experience and operation, I go to the 400. If I'm looking for more of a digital signage and deliverable application across the network, I go to the 100 and 200. And then if I'm looking for complete, completely uncompressed, best quality in the in- industry, no latency at all, systems gen locked together, I go to the 600 series. Well, since you also make traditional routing and distribution like HDMI and VGA and such, I'm curious because you're kind of in a unique position because a lot of the companies that do traditional routing don't have AV over IP yet or don't have a whole family of AV over IP. What percentage of the market is which? Because I'm asking 
Because if I'm an integrator sitting there and I'm doing all my systems, the traditional VGA, HDMI, RGB way, when do I need to start looking at AV over IP? Like, is it, is it a 90-10? Is it a 95-10 right now? Um, uh, is it an 80-20? Or, you know, can you give me some sort of indication as to what the future of that will look like and when I should jump in as an integrator? Uh, sure. And the, the real answer to that is, again, the application that you're applying to. Uh, when I go ahead and look at, uh, let's just call it a sports bar, for example, the cost of putting in a traditional HD-based T system to feed a 24 by 70 display configuration uh, is just astronomical. And 90% of those use cases have moved into the AV over IP solution uh, just because of the cost of that. Whenever, whenever I start looking at large matrices and matrices that are odd combinations, so a five by 17 or a 24 by three combination, uh, AV over IP becomes a better and more, uh, more effect, uh, efficient solution than a traditional HD-based T matrix. Uh, but if you're doing a traditional eight by eight HD-based T matrix or 16 by 16, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. If you need a basic extender to go from one side of the room to the other, uh, HD-based T extenders work perfectly well, and in that marketplace, it's more 60-70% still those extenders, which is really why we have all those different products still available in the line. We are The industry is in a transition period, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I certainly think five years from now, um, things like uh, a, a JPEG 2000 wall plate that it, uh, turns everything into JPEG 2000 and moves it on the network is going to be commonplace, and we're not going to see HD-based T wall plates anymore. And so then, uh, I mean, are, can you answer the other question with regard to what percentage is what right now? Because you are selling both. Like, is are you selling 90% traditional, 10% AV over IP? Or, or are you willing to answer that question? Uh, and, and again, it really depends on the market. If I look at the hospitality market, I'm 90% AV over IP. If I look at the conference room, meeting room market, I'm probably 75% HD base T. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Uh, that's interesting. So that, that's kind of what I was looking for. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so if you're an integrator right now, you're not behind the eight ball. This is the time to get in the industry, not to get into that segment. It's not like you're, you're, you need to freak out and jump ship. Right. You're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we have some great case studies on our website. As a matter of fact, uh, several universities in the UK uh, that have done, uh, they used our 100 and 200 product line to do interactive classrooms uh, and those kind of things for content sharing. Uh, and, you know, they're the start there. That's the that's the benchmark that people are looking at as what is the new classroom going to look like as we see more and more of that. We're going to see more and more people doing that. Some people re will require 4K. They're going to move into the 400. They'll have latency issues uh, and they'll move to the 400s or the 600s. And then as we start getting into uh, medical grade applications, those kind of things, that's where the 600 is really going to shine and stand out. If you will. Okay. That's a, so, so, but, but with the controller, theoretically, you can control everything on one network. So if you have some rooms, let's say you're doing a university and some rooms are, are using H.264 streaming devices, like the 100 series, mm -hmm. some are using, are using the 400 series, one gig, and some are using the 600 series for the high res capabilities or medical imaging or something. You can still control it all from the same infrastructure, right? You are absolutely correct. I can use the same controller to control all those units. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. Um, again, uh, Wirestorm will be in the North Hall in booth 1564. David Silverstein, uh, thanks for joining me. And it's been, uh, you and I, some 
15 years ago, did this awesome educational tour rollout. Yes, a long but, uh, time ago. It was a lot of fun. Right. It was a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun in the industry. It's going to be great to see you back at, uh, at, the, um, at the Infocom show. And uh, thanks for everything. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks for your time. Of course, we'll go to the Wirestorm booth, shoot videos on all the products that they have there. So we'll probably end up shooting at least a dozen videos. So if you're listening to this podcast after the show, go to Infocom, go to the raypubs.com slash Infocom 2018 microsite and just type in Wirestorm, W-Y-R-E-S-T-O-R-M uh, in the video search window and you'll find all those videos. And of course, you can go to Wirestorm.com right now. Thanks again. Have a great day.